Potter City presents 21 Days in God's Presence filled with intense prayers. Date 3rd to 23rd January 2022. And now, Prophet Nanase Any altar speaking against you, Jesus, God is eliminating it. Amen. I love something in the Bible. Say, I have heard the cry of my children. Ah. Somebody here, God has heard your cry. Amen. And he said, Moses, I'm sending you. What about if they didn't cry? Mm. How would he have heard it? It's very, very important. Amen. That we come to the place. That it's not just enough to be born again. If just becoming born again brings a blessing, then those who have been born again in the ancient time, they should be millionaires by now. That is what you do after you are saved. I told you that salvation gives you a visa to go to heaven. Legal right. That is what Jesus told Nicodemus. Except a man be born again, he can never see the kingdom of God. So that is the basis. But you can be born again and suffer on this earth. If you are not ready to pay the price. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I feel very strong in my spirit that the gospel has wrongly been preached. Because sometimes they present it like, just become born again, everything will be fine. And people became born again, things are not going the way it's going. Abraham was God's friend. And God pulled him out of an idol worship background. But much as he was God's friend, things didn't just change. When Adam sinned, God didn't cast sin out of them. It took God a divine process. For years before Jesus Christ was born. Now, whatever we are dealing with, if our forefathers ignorantly took it and it has been there for centuries, you cannot knock it in one day. It's a process. So whatever we are doing now, it's going to lift you a certain height. But even aircraft, sometimes when I sit in aircraft by my experience in aircraft, some of them say, if you are going to Nigeria, they will tell you that we are flying 15,000 above sea level. Sometimes from here to Kumasi, they will tell you 12,000 or something above sea level. But if you are going to some place like flying from Dubai to America, 15 hours in a plane, the pilot will announce, he say, I'm going to rise about 42,000 feet above sea level. So the lifting in the spirit is not on the same apex. You are somewhere and you have knocked some things down, but Whatever you did at the 70 days brought you to a certain level. This one is going to move you to a certain level. Yes, sir. So you will keep up to go. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. Then you keep rising up. But it's a deception to go to think that you can go and some prophet will pour oil on your head and all your problems will be solved. It is not biblical. It is not biblical. So there's so many ignorant in the body of Christ that we don't understand. One of the problems of this generation is that we have concluded that Christianity is butter and bread. And you don't have to pay prices. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? So don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. The best, the best, I mean, God can give you what you are getting from here. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best. When you go this path, it's not easy. And the result will be undeniable. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. 
I told you three days ago, prayer is more difficult than preaching. Everybody can preach. By the time you call John 3.16, you are preaching. No. By the time you add fasting to it, it's another level. Only physical growth is automatic. The rest of the growth is not automatic. God put things in the Bible. I pray for you from today. May you read the Bible with a revelation. I told you in the book of Mark chapter 15 verse 21. Hallelujah. That when Jesus Christ was in his way to the cross. eh, He came to the place. And then the Bible talks about a passerby named Simon. eh, Who was from Cyrene. Was coming in from the countryside. So he was minding his business. As if you are coming from... Uh, Pampram Johnson to Portes. And then what does that to do with you? And the Bible said that. And the soldiers, everybody says soldier. soldier. Nobody messes with them. The Bible said that. On the camp, just said, the soldiers forced him to carry the cross. But this is all that Simon carried the cross. So that man's name cannot be wiped out of history. Carry, now, this man, listen. He helped God to get to the car to get to Calvary. In his flesh. And the Bible says Simon was a father of Alexander and Rufus. Because of what they did, it attracted his children. Mm. Nobody knew Alexander. Nobody knew Rufus. These are the things I read in the Bible. And it opened my eyes to the dangers of what our fathers did. If somebody was remembered for carrying the cross of Jesus, then history will remember somebody for carrying the ammunition of the devil. So it's not a joking matter. This is not an entertainment ground. If you want to come out and live well, your children live well, prosper, and get what you deserve. Can I tell you that sometimes we don't have what we deserve. The altars don't want to have, they don't want us to have what we deserve. I have gone to America to preach. People come to me. We could see that 20 years they have suffered. These things have pursued them. You get to a land. The authors will not let the land accept you. You will not be accepted. And sometimes, your own enemies are your own siblings. Cousins, uncles, aunties. Authors create confusions. Today we are dealing with the way out. There must be a way out. These guys will remember. Who knows Alexandra? Who knows refuse? They came to know them because of what their father did. So have you recorded based on your background? I told you, God told Joshua, your problem is not poverty. Your problem is not the media night. Hey, go to your father's house. Go there. That is chapter 6 verse 25. Go to your father's house. Pull down. That is God's instruction. It's not the prophet that was sent. It was God's instruction. That night, that night, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord said to Gideon. So God is speaking to somebody here. Take the second bull of your father's head. I will come to that place. It means that don't confront altars with empty hands. Some of you are ready for deliverance. You are not ready for sacrifice. How will it work? No. Today God told me, the worldly people, they understand the engagement of the altars than us. <laughs> I'm telling you. And an arrogant generation like us, 
We don't even understand the systems of priesthood. I will bring you there. Why do somebody consult a fetish priest? How do somebody consult a witch doctor? How does somebody know that when a Paul base, something will be activated? Let me tell you something. One of the people you must fear in life is anybody who understands priesthood. The Bible spoke about Jesus Christ and his priesthood. Mm? There are three kinds of anointing of Jesus Christ. He is the king of kings. He is a prophet. That is the kind of anointing that people can only receive in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the context of the anointing is within the prophetic, the priesthood, and the kingship. So if you are not a king, you cannot be anointed. If you are not a priest, you cannot be anointed. If you are not a prophet, you cannot be anointed. This is the context. The New Testament is different, but I'm talking about the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Maybe what, that is why the devil hates the prophetic ministry so much. Because among the fivefold ministry, is the only one that started in the old and entered the new. None of them. There was no prophet there. There was no pastor. There was no apostle. Only the things. Now watch this. The Bible says we have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. The Bible didn't say we have an anointed one. High priest. So priesthood. So let me start by giving you this foundation that there are certain things you are dealing with without understanding the strategy and the hierarchy of priesthood. You can't bring it down. Jericho is an altar. And everybody's Jericho is different. Jericho is an altar. So God said, don't enter that place. It's dangerous. Don't go there. You don't knock Jericho by ammunition and war equipments. Joshua chapter 3 and from verse number 2. But the Lord said unto Joshua, I have given you Jericho. So you know something? Sit down. Everybody here, God has given us something. The Lord said to what? Joshua, I have given you what? I have given you Jericho, its kings, and all its strong walls. I'm still laying foundation. Follow me. Huh? You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. So Jericho is not a place. Now watch this. This is the first time God is saying that. March around the city. Other cities, Joshua has to pick out men who are trained for war, go and face eye, and knock them down by killing them. I will be with you. I will fight. But Jericho is an altar. So if Jericho is an altar, then you can't just face Jericho with your ammunition. It is not the destination, but without passing through, you can't get to your destination. It is not your destination. Jericho is not where you are going. But it is necessary. Now when you read verse number one, the Bible says something in Joshua chapter one verse one. Now the gate of Jericho were, were tightly shut up. So, as a result of satanic order, some destiny breakthroughs are tightly shut. Tightly shut up because of the people of, because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or come in. An altar. Restrictions. And the Lord gave an instruction and said that, go and deal with Jericho. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. It is an it king and all it. What? Strong warriors. Wow. <laughs> so if God has given to me, let me just go and take it. But one of the system put down to deal with demonic authors is divine strategies. You got to have a strategy. So here God is coming out with a strategy to knock Jericho down. And this is the danger. 
if you try to use the old weapons to fight a new battle, you can lose the battle. It means that what worked for you 2021, you will need God to give you another strategy for 2022. And that's why we are here. It might not necessarily work. It might work for you at that time. But this time, the strategy is different. Nobody in the Bible fought more battles than David. But when you study the man carefully, every battle the man will inquire from the Lord. And the strategy God gave him for dealing with Ziklag will be different strategy for dealing with Philistine. Because you are dealing with two different authors. May the Lord give you understanding. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Wow. <laughs> Seven priests. This is what I'm Everybody say priests. So you see, for the battle to be won, it cannot be done with an elimination of priesthood. This is what this generation must understand. Amen. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying rams. <laughs> The ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the trumpet. So, watch this also. Three things gave Jericho. It means that you can never take Jericho without the priest, the ark, and the trumpet. If you take these strategies out, Jericho is not coming down. The priest, the ark, and the trumpet. The priest. That is the one standing in front of you preaching. The act, the presence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus Christ. The trumpet, the voice that is speaking the word of God to you. So the generation don't understand it. We are a very arrogant generation. We don't understand. Even when the priest will give us authority, we forget. The priest will give us victory, we forget. That is why people can come to church. A pastor will lay hands and stand and say, by the authority God invested in me, I declare you husband and wife. The next time they are insulting the pastor to walk out of the church. doesn't work. Arrogant generation. We don't understand. No. Today God was talking to me about something. He said that at a certain point, teach them how to honor. Because honor is a key to silence and order. Any failure, listen, every failure in your life can be traced to somebody you dishonored. Honor does not me go and worship people. It does not me go and worship them. No, I am smarter than that. It does not me go and worship them. But there are people, based on their work with God, the battles they fought, the sacrifice they have made, Paul said, give honor to whom honor is it means that when Anna is due the man and want to dishonor the man, heaven will never back you. Whether we even come to that place and understand priesthood, don't mess up with the priesthood. God told them and said, Seven priests will walk. It means that you can't win the battle without priesthood. You cannot be in the church and knock an altar without the voice of the prophet. Listen to this one. By a prophet, the Lord delivered them. And by a prophet, they were preserved. The priesthood order. We don't stand here because we want to just pray. We stand here because we are called and we are sent. Whatever I'm preaching now is God's direction. If you stay in church and you forget about the priesthood order, every direction we give, you will never participate. Because you don't understand. Many people sit in church, but they don't understand those orders. Let me tell you something. The most 
you don't mess around a man that understands priesthood, even if it's a fetish priest. Mm. She will kill you for free because you know a system that you don't know. Don't mess with a man. You must understand that principle. You must understand. This is the way you take Jericho. Because Jericho is not a place that you go. Now, listen to me. Jericho, uh, once the war comes down, the wicked soldier can kill. The wicked soldier among Israel can go and fight and win. But without the war coming down, your ammunitions are useless. It means that whatever Israel carries, as long as the war of Jericho is there, you cannot conquer. And you don't conquer Jericho by thinking you are educated. You don't conquer Jericho by boasting about your doctorate and your MBA and your master's degree because Jericho don't respond to those things. The prophetic direction God will give you to knock Jericho down, it doesn't make sense. What is the sense of going around a city and just shouting? What is the sense of going around? Jesus Christ. Watch this. Go there. Let me show you something. Keep on going. Huh? When you hear the priest give the one long blast of the ram's horn, have all the people shout as out as loud as they can. Then the walls of the walls of the town will collapse. So do you know why we are struggling? The altars our forefathers built, some of us, it has not collapsed. And as long as the walls have not collapsed, whatever is in Jericho, your munitions are useless. Listen to me. Don't try to win spiritual battles physical. You are wasting your time. The most foolish thing that has ever happened to our generation is to fight physical battles. Let me tell you something. Without the presence of God, no human manipulation can eliminate an altar that its origin is in the spirit. When we are preaching this generation, because people have gone to listen to another message about grace, the things about warfare they don't understand. Check the one preaching the grace. Check the one preaching the grace. If Joel Austin preach you grace and you just pick it, go and check his background. Check Joel Austin's background. The church Joel Austin is pastoring. The father pastor is for over 40 years. What are you talking about? And you, what did your father start? This is the arrogance of our generation. We don't understand priesthood. We don't even know what you are talking about. Listen, God would have raised a prophet from Egypt to deliver Israelites. I'll say that again. God cannot raise a prophet as an Egyptian to deliver Israelites. That prophet will not understand the system of Israel. So if the Israel is going to be delivered, the prophets must come from their bloodline. I've seen some people travel to America from Ghana, sit there and cross their leg, and me, I don't understand. I don't like all the Ghanaians and the attitude. I just go to a white church. Go and check their end. It's not even about going to white church, that is not about the motive of going there. I don't like all these Ghanaians and the way they shout in church. You that is not shouting, look at the battles you are fighting. Swallowing tablets every day. Visiting hospitals. Sometimes medical science and equipment cannot even pick your sickness. One doctor was telling me, he said, Prof, as you were preaching this thing, I understand because sometimes there is no medical reason why people must die. 
When otters are killing, which equipment can do the test? I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Everybody say divine strategies. I will say that again, if you didn't get it. I say without the presence of God. What brought Jericho down was God's presence. But it cannot happen without the priesthood. Without the ark. And without the trumpet. Where is your priest? 2022. Enough is enough to go to church and all you hear is religious message. And you are still there. And your troubles are multiplied. You are there because your great-grandfather laid the foundation of the church. When the fetish priest laid the foundation of the church, what kind of spirit rests in the church? If you violate a priesthood order, you have begun to divert the course of your supernatural breakthrough. Can you imagine the people of Israel said, Joshua, this kind of nonsense, we are not ready for it. What do you mean by walking around a town, somebody's country, and shout? Have you ever seen somebody doing it? Have you ever heard somebody doing it? Have you ever done this thing? Excuse me. Then the rebels will form a group. And it makes very sense. Especially those of you who want to lay on and take. It makes very, it makes sense. What is the sense of going around? You wake up in the morning, first day, all you do is that you are walking around a city. For what? For what? For what? But that is God's order. Do you know something? When you are on an aircraft, there is a communication going on between the pilot and the traffic control. The passengers don't hear it. So when God speaks to us, it does not mean you heard it. Now hear this, don't clap. When the traffic control wants to speak, they don't speak to passengers. So when you hear the pilot said, there is turbulence ahead of us. Sometimes the most dangerous thing that can ever happen to a pilot flying is to lose contact with the traffic control. So if he is flying from Ghana to London, he has to be talking all the way before he gets landed. If the route is passing through somewhere uh, Togo, then Ghana traffic control must give the pilot to Togo traffic control. The Togo one must give him to maybe Benin. Benin must give because airspaces determine the traffic control you are speaking to. So don't ever sit in church and think, God is speaking to you more than your priest. Oh, that is why I say, I am dealing with the arrogance of this generation. That is why people can behave the way they behave because the authors are shifting them out of systems. There is jurisdiction. Everybody has their jurisdiction to control. So when it comes to protest, it's not everybody that can listen to me. It's not everybody that can accept my message. It's not everybody that can listen to another bishop there or another pastor there. So everybody, the tribe of Reuben has their head. The tribe of Judah has their head. The tribe of Benjamin has their head. So there is a jurisdiction. Now, it is stupidity for you to be in this jurisdiction and thinking that you are sitting here, but you want to be, you are sitting here, but you are listening to the leader of the tribe of Judah and validating and honoring. That is why a lot of associate pastors cannot pick the spirit of their father. 
So watch this. A true associate pastor, at a certain point, when he's preaching and you are coming, you will think it is his father. But if you see those who preach and their voice and everything is tangent, you saw that their spirit is not there. They are wasting their time. Nothing will work for them in the future. Because they are in a place, but they are importing another spirit from a jurisdiction that God didn't put there. You can see them sitting in church, but they undermine what is going on here and then validating something that is there. And they can also go there. But they don't value where they are to. Fasten your seatbelt. Because God told me, a time of entertainment is over. Let me tell you what is happening to the body of Christ. 1944, 1945. Something happened in the world that would never, in the history of the world, that the forces of the world came together and gathered in England and went and faced Adolf Hitler and knocked him down. But the victory wouldn't have happened without all the forces in the history of the world. Armies from every country. There were even armies from Ghana who went to the Second World War. They all gather with a common goal to face one enemy. We are so divided that the devil is having a few day. That is why it is dangerous for you to be in any church if your pastor yet tear me. If anybody is in your church and is dividing the church, do a send off party for him. Can we never, now listen, the church will never progress. Listen, from Genesis to Revelation, I have read the Bible back to back, I don't know how many times. God has never used perfect people. Yeah. We must understand priesthood. If you want to, if you are ready to knock these altars, it cannot be done without priesthood. I've started with you. You must understand that when this man stands in front of me, Joshua, arise. Arise. My servant Moses has come to be with me. It means that Joshua didn't call himself. No. God called him. We have to understand. If you violate priesthood, it can cost you your kingdom. I say if you violate the system of priesthood to knock down satanic altars in your background, don't ever go to a place and dishonor the prophet that is there. Don't ever go to a place and dishonor the priest that is there. This generation must understand the systems of priesthood that sometimes your victory cannot be authentic at its backed by a prophetic priesthood. That means that Israel can never take Jericho without a priest. Some of you men are privileged to marry priests and dishonor them. Marry prophets and dishonor them. Marry all kinds of... Let me tell you something. You better fight that one because it's a generation of dishonor. We don't honor anybody. No. It's a generation. We can easily dishonor people. People that we have to respect, we don't care. You see us talking about them. Hallelujah. Dishonoring and insulting them. Once people... Do you know why? Do you know why Saul lost his ministry? Do you know why? <laughs> Not that Saul did any fornication or immorality. No. Saul lost his ministry. Huh? Let me read it to you. First Samuel. Go to First Samuel chapter 90. I want to show you something. Let me find a particular verse that is there because I don't want to read too much. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter um, 13. Give me First Samuel chapter 13. <laughs> Go to verse 6. And let me see something. Verse 6. The men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in. And because they were hard pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves. Take it rocks, holes, 
and sisters. Some of them, some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of God and Gilead. Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. So, if the soldiers are afraid, what about the civilians? Huh? Uh huh. Saul waited three. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel. Everybody says Samuel, a priest and a prophet, a priest and a prophet. It means that there was a battle between Israel and the Philistine, but the battle cannot be won until the priest go and execute his exercise as directed by God. Now, the priest at that time, Samuel was a priest and a prophet. He was the last judge of Israel. Now, watch this. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel. And as Samuel, I'm telling you, seven days can be something. Can you imagine that somebody is supposed to do something Monday and by Friday he has not come? You have to know God not to be under pressure. Seven days. Seven days. As Samuel had instructed him earlier, but Samuel still didn't come. So the priesthood order is saying that don't go to the battle until I come to do some rituals of sacrificial things. I'm going to sacrifice some things. And our victory in the battle is going to be determined by what I put on the altar. So it has nothing to do with soldiers. It has nothing to do with how well they are trained. What I'm going to do on the altar will just make sure that we don't lose this battle. So the victory of the battle is determined by the oppressions and the engagement of the priest to execute according to God's direction. And the Bible said, the priests are supposed to come as delayed. Now, the delay can be another thing. Maybe he's in the presence of God. Maybe God is the one telling him not to come. It's not only somewhere. Jesus delayed at going to heal Lazarus. And by the time he came, Lazarus is dead. But because death does not threaten God, you are worried because you saw death. But the one that is coming here, he owns the key of death. Watch this. Instructed. But Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So when they saw that the sacrificial thing was not happening and the enemies were coming, all the soldiers started running away. What a frightening situation. Mm? This is where your trust must be in God. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering. Saul demanded, bring me the burnt offering. Saul demanded. A deacon going to execute things in the Holy of Holies. Saul demanded. Saul demanded. Bring me this one. Hallelujah. Don't try to step into people's grace if you have not paid the price for them to walk where they are walking. You will make the greatest mistake of your life. Watch this. Saul immediately, as a king, turned himself to be a priest. Hey! <laughs> wow. Hallelujah. The metamorphosis of a king to become a priest. And this is an office that if God has not put you there, don't try. Hey, don't infringe in that place. It's dangerous. You can infringe in the kingship. You can infringe in the prophetic. But don't try to be a priest. The order. Watch this. Offering and the peace offerings. And so sacrifice the burnt offering himself. Do you know why God has brought you here? There are some things you can't do unless you are connected to this grace for the grace to just make sure they do it on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Amen. That is why a lot of people don't understand. There are a lot of new up-and-coming pastors. The reason they will struggle and they are struggling is that they are not connected. 
They are not connected to any line. They are self-made men. They don't have a father. They don't have somebody. There are pastors saying, when you marry them, don't marry somebody who says he's into ministry. If the person doesn't have somebody that can look at him and tell him, stop this. You are in danger. You, the woman, you will suffer more than the devil. It means that every genuine priesthood order, a pastor, young pastor that is going to marry, if the guy decides he wants to divorce you, he must have somebody in his life that without any counseling says, stop that thing. And without any reservation, the person will stop. If you don't, if that guy you are following don't have such a person, you don't have a future. Osofu, I've heard people say that adultery is a cause of a lot of divorce. <laughs> it might be part, but that's not it. That is not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't even mention adultery. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. Watch this with your eye. Give me the King James Version. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. What is really the cause of adultery? What is really? Why is our mother struggling in this generation? Don't forget this one I'm giving to you. The Pharisees also came to him, tempting him. And saying to him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Now, you will understand this one. Go to the New Living Translation and look at the way uh, for every cause. Now, some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? So when you cook the rice and there's more salt, coffee, any reason, I've divorced you. Now come back to the King James Version. Watch this. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Huh? And listen, listen to Jesus' answer. Huh? Listen to Jesus' answer. He answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? Jesus is giving an answer and giving a major reason for the divorce. This is the major cause of divorce in our generation. Watch this. Hallelujah. And said, for this cause, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be cleaved to his wife and the twin shall be one flesh. Watch this. Wherefore, they are no more twin, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Then they came back with another question. They said unto him, now the first one, so they have series of reasons why they must sack the woman. Then they are quoting scripture. So we must be careful the way we quote scripture. Because some scriptures are perfect well. Some are permissible. Watch this. They said, why did Moses then commanded to give a written divorcement and put her away? So they quoted a scripture that. They didn't mention God when they said Moses. They didn't say God. They said Moses. They didn't quote God. They said Moses. Moses was the, the prophet and the most successful pastor who has ever lived. He has one, three million congregation members. And because they were stubborn, the Bible called them stiff naked. Sometimes when Moses see that the pressures are on, he set laws for them. Without even consulting God. So when they quoted Moses, Moses said that you can just write a letter and divorce him if you want. Then Jesus said unto them, Moses did it because of the hardness of your heart. What is the purpose of divorce? Hardness of heart. That's all. This is the major cause. Hardness of heart. A man has hardened his heart. So when people start as hardened, they don't listen to counsel. 
That is why I will never take church light to chase anybody who has walked out of church. They went because of hardness of heart. They changed their attitude. You see them becoming cold and suddenly they withdraw. You don't need to. The thing is not about the attitude. It starts from the heart. Hardness of heart. When a man's heart is hardening, nothing. A hardened heart person, there is nothing good you did that they will appreciate it. Even God works with broken heart. David said, a broken and a contractor you will not despise. So, when your heart is hardened, you are digging your grief. When you sit in church with a hardened heart, the word of God, the message that you must change, you get angry. The message that you must change, you get offended. You are a little offended. We cannot be corrected. We correct you and try to punish you in the choir. You will step out and not come to the choir again. Hardened heart. And you will keep it on now until you get to the pit. The most dangerous scripture I've seen in the Bible is that God has the capacity to help you to fall. He has the capacity to help you to be destroyed. On what grounds are you saying that? I'm glad you asked. Pharaoh now is trying to repent. But God is telling Moses, I've had in his heart. It means that now, it's not Pharaoh that is trying to repent. I've taken him out of repentance. I am helping him to be destroyed. So listen, you start the hardened heart, God will help you. God didn't harden Pharaoh's heart in the beginning. Pharaoh hardened his heart from the beginning. Now God has reinforced it. You are going to come out and observe all the things as a way out. But you must observe these things before you do it. Some of you are sitting here speaking in tongues, but your heart is hardened. A hardened heart will never stop fornication. A hardened heart will never stop adultery. They will come to church. They will do all the rituals. They will sit in church. But they will still keep their girlfriend. Irrespective of what you preach. Hardened heart people. They see everything wrong with everything going on in church. They see the church as their pastor's own. Not as Jesus' own. This place is not for me. No pastor will die for the ministry to come to a, sta- to a standstill. The most anointed man died, church was still going on. Church was still going on. Because why? There is an, this church is owned by a man. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I will build my church. So listen. Uh, <laughs> I am a commander, but there is a commander in chief. And we all respond to and arrogance and pride you are digging your grief no God will help you God will help you to get there heart in heart you have a boyfriend you so mad you you sleep in his house when we preach you don't care it, the, the altars help you to stop coming to church services then you start talking in the way he preaches. These days, I listen to Joel Austin. <laughs> Keep on. Order of the priesthood. I understand things. I told you, fear a man who understands priesthood. Even if he's a fetish priest. If you are dealing with a fetish priest, who knows the protocols of priesthood? Be careful. She will not violate the order. The way you are disrespecting pastors and talking about them, 
<laughs> you don't understand. When I stand here, I tell you, love me. It's heavy. It's not a joke. I know what I'm telling you. I know. It is the fastest way for me to lift my hand on you. And then your breakthrough just comes. Fastest way. The man you love. Ka, 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 ka. Sure. I saw God though. Joshua was not from any priesthood line. Joshua was not from the Levitical line. He was not even a, a Levite or a pastor. He was a soldier. But committed to his boss. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Joshua never departed from the down base of the mountain. When Moses died, God said, arise. Yeah. You think God is interested in all this your hypocrisy pretense? He knows everybody's heart. Yay. He knows everybody's heart. You don't knock altars. So number one, divine strategy to bring Jericho down. Number two, you cannot knock altars without a conscious desire to lead a holy life. Passing to pursue holiness. Don't make a mistake. The greatest mistake you have made is that they told you that just pray and fast. Nobody can bribe God with fasting. I told you, nobody can bribe God with fasting. Don't try to think about that. Nobody can bribe. That, you are living in sin. When you go and chase, you go to sleep with another girl in your office, come back home and lie by your wife, and then you fast for three days. Do you know your problem? There are people in church, they don't repent, they regret. Regretting, you repeat it, but repentance, you make a U-turn. They don't repent. No, nobody can do that. Conscious effort. What is holiness? It's not just fornication and adultery alone. Living in the context of the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, gentleness, long suffering, self control, kindness. You are just there. Forgiving people. Huh? It's a sign of holiness. Degeneration, judge physical sins. The guy has committed adultery, abortion. No, fine. But God judges spiritual sins faster. He judged, what are spiritual sins? Unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness. Eh? Are you getting it? Wrong imagination. Imagine that people, something bad happened to them. You become a murderer. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. You are not killing with a sword, but you are killing with imagination. Spiritual sins. You are sitting here. You want to knock altar. You don't talk to somebody for one year. You don't greet people in church. That is why I told you that. It's an arrogant generation. We don't understand priesthood. If you understand priesthood, that is why God said that you are destroyed because you lack knowledge. And in the realms of the spirit, ignorance is not an excuse. Once you violate, a serpent cannot bite except a hedge is broken. What does the devil care about your ignorance? After you consciously walk in holiness. You come to the place of what I call sensitivity to God. Sensitivity to God. Sensitivity to God. Sensitivity to God. You understand the plight. You are not taking God for granted. You, call that, you know that he is the only one who can fight your battles for you. How insensitive people can be in the presence of the Lord. Somebody say, insensitivity. A lot of people are not sensitive. They are not. Come to church. We are praying. 
Somebody is calling upon the name of the Lord. You went to wee wee. When you were coming back, the person has closed his eyes and is praying. Ah. Lift your hands and pray. So this guy is when you come, he has closed his eyes. If you are not sensitive to the things of God. People are worshipping. Just a few minutes to stay here. But a generation, they don't understand spiritual things. The problem I have with you is that you are not spiritual. This party could have been easy if all of us are spiritual. The canality is too much. So you are praying in a church with Agbeye and Kado and Bashedebe for three hours. But in a three hours, some are adulterous. Some even finish the fornication with their boyfriend before they came. Some are praying. Once you give topic to pray for Ghana, they are praying for strategy to deal with their wife. say the people they pray but they have nothing to show because their hearts are wrong Lord help us in the book of Mark chapter 3 verse 1 something happened there Mark chapter 3 verse 1 give me the King James version Mark chapter 3 verse 1 Jesus went into the synagogue he entered into the okay let me try the new divine translation and see Jesus went to the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Huh? Do you know the synagogue? Huh? That was where the Jewish people were meeting as a church. So synagogue is like a church. And Jesus had this place, remember from his ministry, he has a custom of going to read Bible. If you are being like my mother church, the Presbyterian church, there's first Bible reader, second Bible reader, then third Bible reader from the Almanac. Now watch this. So when they went there, the Bible said he walked to there. He walked to the synagogue. And when he got to the synagogue, all kinds of people in church. But there was a man. His hand is withered. It means that I don't know whether the hand is shrinking inside. You know, some people, one hand is longer than the other. Whatever it is, or there was a deformity. I cannot really explain the way the Bible put it. But the Bible said that. Deformed hand. Watch this. Since it was, and this is the danger. This is the danger. Religious people celebrate the method and the things they are committed to than God. So when there's a religiosity, we believe in washing of hands, washing of legs, than the God we are serving. Mm. They value those things than God. So somebody can be in this church, eh? he value us doing party once a month, <laughs> than coming to church to worship. Watch this. Since it was a Sabbath, Jesus, give me the King James Version. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. They were not watching Jesus so that Jesus will insult somebody. Somebody sick, that Jesus is going to heal the person. They were watching. So, not everybody in church is expecting you to be delivered. Don't just blame the pastors. There are people who wish your condition will not change. And I'm telling you, they are sitting by you. 
You get pregnant, you want to have a child after you trusted God. There are people in church who say, They will say it. They will say it. If you know what people can do in church, you have no idea. If you know, they won't say it for you to hear. And because let me tell you something, I'm going to show you something in the Bible. That most of us here, our trap is our mouth. This is it. They watch him. Whether he will. And you can't stop God. If you think they, can't, they, don't, they don't deserve what you have, you are not God. Your first wicked imagination, the devil might have used it to work. But God will give them double for their trouble. Amen. That is why sometimes I tell people, when you get pregnant, don't tell anybody. And I'm even noticing that some people, when they take seed, we must take them out of the eyes of some people. Yeah. When Elizabeth got pregnant, she went to hide. It's not for everybody. But some, some of you, your haters are too much. The people who hate you, you don't even understand why they hate you. You try to find out what you have done. No. The Bible said, and they watch him whether he will heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. Hey, insensitivity. Huh? And he said unto the man, and Jesus too, look at Jesus. Too. He has picked their heart. What the people are ready to accuse, that is why he tackled as a sermon that day. There is something about Jesus Christ. Eh? Jesus called the man and said, stand in the middle. He called the man, stand in the middle. Because Jesus has strong discernment, so he has picked the heart of someone. Stand in the middle. He called the man, hey, Bejra. That is the man. They say they watch him, whether you heal him on the Sabbath day. So, the Sabbath is more important than them, than people's liberty and freedom and breakthrough. They that is a religious spirit. I read a book about a bishop in Ghana. He wrote it something. I've forgotten the title. But he spoke about Absalom. He said, so Absalom to take his father's kingdom. She, he stood at the entrance, and when people are coming, he said, oh, my father, he doesn't have time for you. That man, I wish I'm the king. I'll solve all your problems. Absalom did it. The Bible says he stole their heart. So there are pastors in church. Eh? They will come to you. This guy, daddy, way. the next day, invasion. Second day, this. He can be there. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Then they, they come and tell you that they are your problem solver. These are the people they can move you to start disrespecting the priesthood order. Because by the fact of what they say, it make you give them attention. Absalom succeeded. But how was his end? So me, when I see some things, I sit down and laugh because I know where you are going. I, 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 scriptures cannot be broken. It will not fall. It, it can, Jesus said the scripture cannot be broken. No. You, you will turn your heart. The good heart that you came to church with, and I stay. The devil has managed it. He has used his mouth. He has turned. You see us, you look at us some way. Because you think that it is your sympathizers that solve your problem. No sympathizer has power to change you. What I am teaching and preaching and leading you, it's what has power to change you. Yeah? 
Once you are outside the context of the scripture, I can tell where you are going. No. That is why some people can come to church. They were very close to the senior pastor. They were fine. They were all friends. You see them get around some pastors and then they withdraw. That's it. Not because you do them anything. They withdraw. Father, help this generation to understand order of priesthood. Don't sit down and become a self-made man. If the physical world came together and fight Hitler and conquer, then the church must come together to fight the devil. Look at what they have done to the family. Look at your marriage. Nobody knows how the marriage is. Their marriages in church, I'm telling you, you don't know the state. Hardness of heart. When people start hardening, nobody can say sorry. Everybody is right. When people start hardening, I'm telling you, they will go and sleep with another girl, come back late. And when you ask them, I, 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 what dare you to ask me? Do you? Hardening heart. I wrote something here. I pray that I'll find it somewhere. It was not even part of my notes, but I find it somewhere. And I wrote it. It was Dr. Kenekopla who said it. He said something, he said that. Anything born on the basis of God's love would never crash. Yeah. I wanted to use the exact words that in paraphrase it means that the way your heart is hardened is not from God. It's not born on God's love. And a hardened heart, you will justify it. Sure. The fact that you are justifying something that's not be please God, though. There is a way that seemed right to a man. There is a way that seemed right. It seemed right to what? The man. But the end. It means that the way is not right, but you say it's right. Yeah. Tap your neighbor and say, humble yourself. Humble yourself. <laughs> and tell the person, pray. So we have to go to God and even pray for a, a soft heart. It takes a soft heart for a man to come to the wife and say, honey, I'm sorry. Ask mommy. Sometimes I kneel down to apologize to her. When God reproved, one day I said, No, no, stand up, stand up. I said, No, I'm sorry for what I did. I misbehave. I know that. Sensitivity, God's sensitivity, the, 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 the prophet of God, God's servant, Prophet Anasseh, nail down. I'm sorry. He said, No, no, no. And sometimes I tell her, I say, Pray for me. I come back. You can't knock all tests down when you are not sensitive sensitivity of heart. Hey, this one was frightening. It was for me, but I will share it with you. God said, when your heart is hardened, I stop speaking to you. And there's nothing dangerous. Some of you don't care. You are used to not hearing God's voice and you don't care. No, you don't care. No, 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 no. And that is why you are singing. It is dangerous to be a Christian God stops speaking to you. When danger is coming, you will see. When breakthrough is coming, you will see. When you have to turn left, you turn right. So it is our responsibility to pay price to constantly hear the voice of God. That means that the way I'm preaching is God that is speaking. Jesus said, You are here, let him hear. Huh? But if your heart is hardened, you won't pick the way. Play games with God. It's a consuming fire. I'm telling you, if you come to the place to know God, nobody will push you to pray for meekness of heart. Humility. If the word of God will not change you, nothing. Nothing on earth. 
If we preach and you are offended, when you get out there, don't try to win favor from a man who has no respect for God's way. If your husband doesn't fear God, no, live your life. What makes me kneel down before my wife and beg? I can hear the voice of God. God can tell me you mix it. God can tell me, and I yielded to it. I ask God to forgive me because sometimes forgiveness are not just asking God. You have to also ask another person. You say, confess your fault one to another and pray for one another. So sometimes God can only forgive you when you go to the person. Religious spirit, especially. I'm telling you, where all the pastors here hear me, the most dangerous people in their church are people who are religious but they are not spiritual. They are the reason for lack of church growth. They are the reason for the scattering of the church. They will never miss church, but they are not spiritual. The word of God doesn't go into them. They have a fault on everything. I am surprised you have forgotten that God picked you out of a house of nothing. Today you have make a little money. You have crossed your legs, shaking your head. And we work very hard. We have hard working. Keep working hard. You have money, but your giving does not correspond with the income God has given to you. Your giving does not, your sacrifice does not correspond. That is why you are struggling with a sickness. I heard one great man of God say something. I don't want to mention he's a Nigerian pastor. He was fighting something. Suddenly his body started. Some strange things were happening to him. Another pastor visited him. He has prayed. The thing is not changing. And he said, he heard a voice say, why are you dying with your so-called prayer when your sacrifice can help you? They just bought him S-class Mercedes-Benz. Maybe some of you have heard the story. He told the pastor, man of God, please, this one, huh? Doc, you have heard it before. Yeah. He said, pastor, he's a Nigerian outstanding evangelist. And then he gave the key to the pastor. The other pastor from who he said, please take the key. He said, the car has gone just 20 kilometers. S-class special made Mercedes-Benz. He gave it to the pastor. Then he said, as the pastor was driving the car out, the sickness left his body. Whatever altars were bringing, he used sacrifice. If it were to be you, I would die for the car to leave. I should give my car. He said unto them, the man who has a wedded hand, stand forth. Stand forth. And he said unto them, it is lawful to do good in the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to care. But they held their peace. And when he looked around them, he looked, and when he had looked around them, around about on them with anger, God is angry. Why was Jesus angry? Being grieved for the hardiness of their hearts. So we are preaching to people in church. Some of them, their heart is hurting. I pray that God will help you and break your heart and make it. You remember the last prayer I prayed for you? The Lord should come and do a spiritual transplant and take your old heart and give you a new one. Stony heart. Do you know the meaning of hardness of heart? It means that no amount of word can change them. These Pharisees, they will celebrate. No mercy for the man whose hand is with them. They want to celebrate the Sabbath. Worse plate than a man who cannot hold things. 
And Jesus looked at them and about on them with anger, being grief of the hardness. Do you know what the Holy the Lord told me? It's not that Jesus that is grief. Watch this. Jesus on earth couldn't do anything without the Holy Ghost. So how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So Jesus was anointed to heal. The reason Jesus was able to heal because he was anointed. So it is the anointing of the Holy Ghost that make a man deliver, heal, and do anything. That is why I told you that without the presence of God, it is not possible to use any human manipulation to knock down an altar which sources in the realms of the spirit. So the reason why Jesus is grieved is that as a result of the state of their heart, the Holy Ghost inside him is grief. So what is this one God told me today? It is not only the man that is sick in the church. He is the one Jesus spotted. Other people are sick, but because of the hardness of their heart, the Holy Ghost cannot continue healing. Watch this. Huh? And be grief of the hardness of their heart. He said unto the man, stretch forth their hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored who as the other. Let me tell you, these are the scriptures that make us sometimes suspect people who leave church premature. This one. You are preaching. Uh, you see them take their back. And sometimes, especially when they wake up, one pass here, one pass here. Because they give themselves a sign. Blessed are all of you stay church till we close. Amen. What do you say that? Look at the next thing. Look at the next thing that happened. Look, look. And, and the Pharisees went forth. New Living Translation. At once, the Pharisees went away. So the church has not closed. Home. The service was still there. The moment Jesus showed them, <laughs> some person. So people who leave church went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. For what has he done? Come back to, for healing. This is where you have to love us. Because sometimes people hate us for doing good. People hate us for helping people to come out of bondage. Yeah. They are haters of the church. They can be in church but they have antichrist spirit. At once, they went away. At once. The moment the healing took place, they went away. They didn't wait for preaching. They didn't wait for anything. They went away. And look at what Jesus also did. Huh? Huh? Jesus went out to the... So when they went, Jesus also left. Because the reason why he can't continue healing is that the Holy Ghost inside him is grief. Look at your neighbor and say, don't mess my blessing. Sensitivity hmm? to God. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. To deal with this altar, you have to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that deep down tomorrow. Sensitivity. Discernment of spirits. Amen. Being guided by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you this, honey? If you take the Holy Ghost out of this thing, it's mechanical. You are wasting your time. I don't care how the church is nice. Today, pastors are celebrating just auditorium. I have built large auditorium. Sometimes there are not even people inside. And they are making it look like the sources of church is the size of the church. 
Thank God for auditoriums. But that is not a validation that you are successful than the pastor who doesn't have an auditorium. It's not. No. We cannot say because we have built a city, we are successful. Maybe the other things God just want to do that we have not done. It's a plus, but that's not the source. Don't ever celebrate that because your car is there, it's nicer than somebody, you are successful. You have never worn a soul, but you have a big car. Think about it. And in the eyes of God, you have your own standard of what is success. Sensitivity. How many of you want to knock the altars permanently? Be sensitive. Don't live a life. Now, grieve not the Holy Spirit that is in you. Huh? Ephesians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Down. Let's read it. 15. Let's read from 15. King James Version. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. Down. Amen. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourself and to all men. Wow. I love it. Rejoice evermore. Ha <laughs> ha. Pray without ceasing. Uh -huh. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh -huh. Last one. Quench not the spirit. Come back to New Living Translation. Look at your neighbor and say, don't quench the spirit. Because you can't fight altars by yourself. It is the Holy Ghost. Do not what? Huh? No, stay in verse 19. Huh? Do not what? Stay full the Holy Spirit in you. NIV. Watch this. NIV. Do not put out what? Into what? Dunja, no? Yes, some of you have become yourself a Dunja. Kill the fire inside you. Jama more. And throw. Gossip. By biting. Enviness. Want to sit in somebody's way instead of thanking God for the wife. And you are not married, though. When I watch the wedding, I thought they are not cheer. Sure. You are looking at me. Do you know what people can do in church? Do you know what people can say? Do you know the gossip in church? Most of when you see them at the car park, it's gossip. Few are constructive uh, decisions and talking about how message has blessed, but majority is gossip. You put somebody there, you will sew a dress to feed the person without measurement. Without measuring the person. And I say, your greatest trouble is your mouth. When you start dealing with this thing, you must endeavor to grow. Grow. Are you getting it? Quench not the spirit. The same Ephesians say, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. So don't grieve the Holy Spirit because that is the one helping you to fight. When the enemy comes in like a flood, only the Holy Spirit can lift up a standard. And altars can come like a flood. Finally, before we pray, for you to deal with altars, you must know what is written. Hmm. You must know what? It is written. It is written. You cannot quote one scripture, but you know everybody's story. Hmm. Look at your neighbor and say, it is written. And the devil came back. <laughs> Today God was teaching me how Satan came after Jesus. First time is after he finished fasting for 40 days and 49. Huh? Do you remember? Then <laughs> he came after him. He used Peter. 
Get behind me, Satan. Use Judas Iscariot. Get behind. All of them, he didn't yield. Jesus escaped all of them. The Bible says Jesus did not commit himself to man because he knew what is in man. You must come to the place to understand the men you are dealing with. If you don't have discernment, you will fail. These authors we are dealing with, we can't deal with it and live our Christian life the way we like. No, it cannot be possible. You cannot. There is too much danger in my background for me to misbehave. No. Some of you, what is what you are dealing with? Fornication and adultery should be far away from your language. No, you know it. Even when coronavirus came, they said that there are people who are high risk. Is that what they call it? Because they have underlying what? Sicknesses. Even the devil knows how to calculate. So some of them, eh? Huh? Hmm. There is an adage that says that if a curtain is at your bottles, you don't jump fire. background you come from, a Jamaimo should be out of your life. No. Look at the way you are suffered to build a small business. A little profit you are chasing girls. Inviting the devil to come in. And the girls should be available for chasing. They will help you to be destroyed. Amen. Chasing get disrespected. Now you come home 1 a.m. Because you have money. The, devil, the authors are putting your life in danger. Huh? Now you are walking at a time you are supposed to sleep. So the devil set you on a trap. One day something happened. You have an accident and die. Nobody will know you are dead. That's what it is. All this. Huh? Huh? Some people beat you and kill you because you were chasing their girlfriend. And then they put you down cool. They say, oh, uh, heart attack. No heart attack, beating attack. It's never going to be heart attack. You think all the people that died, the thing that they tell is what killed them, is something totally different. They can push you to make a mistake. Now you are disrespecting your wife. You have gone to, now you have left church and joined secret society. Because they, they, they make it look like anybody in that society is rich. Go and check their end. And even get to the way they are suffering. They can't tell you. Not everybody in air conditioning car is, 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 is really chilling. People are sweating in air conditioning cars. Quenching all the spirit. Do it. Hallelujah. Know what is written. Jesus told the devil, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Ha. Let me give you something to write up because this is the last one. Huh? First John, chapter 5, verse 8. The word and the spirit agree. So, I just told you about discernment. Huh? The spirit, the water, and the blood. Huh? All three. Let me go to King James. This one, uh, they were... And there are three that bear witness on earth. The spirit, the water, and what? The blood. And these three are what? One. Another translation says the word. So, if you have the spirit, you must know the word. The Holy Ghost came to Jesus and he said, this is my beloved son. He was anointed. But Jesus can quote scriptures. Jesus' first sermon that he preached on earth, he said something. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That was his first sermon in church. He went to the church after he returned. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. The combination of the word and the spirit. So today with authors, let me tell you something. It's not good. The, the, when we finish this program, it does not mean the authors has ended. It's a process. So as we keep praying, as we keep seeking God, as we keep walking in the principle, you see them falling and falling. Because the thing, it has been there for centuries. 
Yeah, there are deliverance. God Himself knows it's not going to be easy. I can tell you, God knows it. He said, Moses, I know Pharaoh will not let you go. It means that God knows the deliverance will not be easy. He said, No, not with an outstretched hand. So God told them, You go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. But I know it means that the deliverance is not going to be easy. It will happen, but it will not be easy. After nine judgments, Pharaoh still didn't want them. So it's not one process. Turning water to blood is one weapon that was released against those authors. Huh? Sending the fly is one, one weapon. All this were dealing with the authors of Egypt. If, if, if it, to start the battle itself, you must put your rod down. So what God showed Moses at the mountain, when he said pick it by the day, he needed that in Egypt. Because to start, you must capture the, the power. Among the dangerous spirits in Egypt, the most dangerous one is the serpentine one. Because that one, when you see the serpent, you are in face to face with the devil. That is the way he appeared in the Garden of Eden. So if you don't knock the serpentine spirit, the rest of the spirit, you have no stand for them. That is a Leviathan in demonstration. Leviathan is a reptile. We cannot even know the creature. The closest one is a crocodile. But actually, when you go to the Garden of Eden, he used a serpentine. So Moses put your rod down. Then Moses, Pharaoh called the magicians. This kind of two by four uh, miracle you are coming to. And the magicians also put their rod down. But no, the secret and the deception is that the magician didn't know that the snake can swallow. Yeah. It was not just one snake, a number of snakes. But Moses swallowed them. So by the time he left, Pharaoh's palace, all the powers of Egypt has been captured. Today, receive grace that the power of God will capture any satanic force around your life. But that is just the beginning. Now you are going to deal with the demons of the, the another dangerous demon there is the Nile River. Most of the battles ended there. Start from there. Turn the water to blood. Flocks, they came from the river. Most of the judgment came from the river. But it's not just end. It must be an ongoing. At a point, Moses almost give up. Because God has already told him, I know Pharaoh will not let you go. It means that some of us say, our deliverance will not be one day wonder. It's not because you finish spiritual foundation, you can go and cross your hand. No, it must be a constant persevering and pressing into the end of the victory. Deliverance can be a process. Yeah. We cast the demons. There were 70. We have dealt with uh, 20, 11, 50. Then you come next time. We deal with 10, 40. Another time, they keep going. It is said, No, some of you see that. Since you came here, some fornication has reduced. Yeah. There's one faithful person. It has been reduced. There are some of you, you did you used to do it now. Once a while, you look under strong temptation. Do, do you remember, girls? Do you understand what I'm doing? I mean, you were in the car, you, you really cannot tell what happened before you know it has happened. You cry. It means that still there are five demons there that we need to deal with. Yeah. So deliverance is a process. Know the way. Tell the person, know the way. 
Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2. For the holy men were moved who wrote the scriptures. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 21. Give me 21, sorry. Holy men were moved who wrote the scriptures. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God sparked as they were moved by, by the, the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about the word of God, the altar is the Holy Spirit. Know the word. If Jesus Christ dealt with the devil with the word, you must know the word. Tell your neighbor, know the word. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. All scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. All scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. And they are what? Profitable. So the reason you must know what is written is that the word of God is for profit. Quote a scripture. Know all the word. Remember some of the scriptures I've given to you. You see them trying to do something to react. Quote a scripture. I refuse. It's not my portion. It's not my portion. Huh? You are going to marry. They try to stir some controversies around it. It's not my portion. According to the word of God. It, I mean, quote a scripture. Have a scripture on everything. This sickness is not for me. You go to hospital, they say you have this. You say, thank God, doctor. You are doing your job. But it's, not, it's not my portion. It's not my portion because he himself took my infirmities and bore my sickness. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Ah! Yeah. I am healed by his stripes. I am delivered from the powers of darkness. I am redeemed from every curse. Somebody wants to take your husband. Know the way. Use the word as authority. A man will leave his father and mother and be cleaved to his wife. My husband is cleaved to me. You cannot take... Most of the things you are, you are fighting by calling the girl on the phone. What's that girl Pick my call. I'm the one who send you the message. You are going out to my husband. Foolishly fighting spiritual battle with the physical words. That guy is not using naked eye. Instead of going on your knees, you are exchanging words. Application of the word. Tell somebody, know the word. Huh. Word that you hear is spirit and it is truth. John 6 63. Jesus said, It is the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profited nothing. For the words I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are what? Huh? Huh? The reason you have to know the word is that if the altar shoot any poison at you, the word will cleanse you. John chapter 15, verse 3. I say the word will do what? So you can't fight this thing without knowing the word. Now, he are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So whilst I'm preaching like the word is cleansing you. So know the word. Know the word. Know the word. Know what? The word. Get a word for your financial hardship. Get a word. You must have a word that this year you multiply. That is why our prophecy was in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. Huh? Is it 1930? Jeremiah chapter 30, 19. Sorry. Huh? Huh? <laughs> out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. I will multiply them. Who are the them? Who are the them? Are you part of them? So if you are part of the Porterian family, this is your year of multiplication. Not a financial multiplication. And tomorrow I want you to pray from prayer. Tell God to multiply your favor. Oh, look at all the army, the Ghanaian army. So pick one thing and pray. Multiply my favor. Multiply my husband's love for me. Uh-huh. Multiply my wife's love for me. 
It's a prayer you should pray because some of the men you have married, even the, the small love they have of authors are claiming it. No, some people come to me suddenly, the man has changed. He has changed everything. I mean, one lady told me, say, when I'm making love with my husband, the mother called, he'll stop. See, and he said, the way he does it, eh, sometimes he is on duty. Then the phone rings. You look at, hey, mommy's calling, mommy. Then he wake up. Hello. And sometimes they talk for 45 minutes. Say, Papa, sometimes by the time they come out, say, if you don't know scripture, the next time will be two hours. After the next time, when you put your hand on your husband's head, he said, let me go ask mommy. Yeah, they've made the guy bombard. Lot of homes is being under remote control, pressed by mothers. Especially, be careful with a man who are married. He's the only son of his mother. And every statement, mama, 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 be careful. If you talk one to ma, if you talk one to ma, if you talk one to ma. Mm. <laughs> Amen. If you see that a covenant needs to be broken. Something must knock it completely. Hey, if you marry the guy, you have a battle to fight. Don't just go into it because you are desperate to marry. The speed you enter is the same speed you come back. I'm telling you. Yeah, you change reverse gear and go on the same speed. That kind of reverse gear, you can't look at the mirror. You change the Because if you look at the front mirror, you can't go because the speed at which you are coming, you have to look back and be driving. And Africa is common here. Very common. Most of the white, they don't manipulate their children. So when they marry, they go. But here, hey, once you start courting, they see like because of you, especially when it's in so-called New York. They see like when you marry, they can't send them money again. So mother, father, uncles, anybody who is, they send money will join the fight. If you are going to court with a guy, the first day you visit, if your sister scan you, do no scanning. Okay, if you don't know, let me show you. How many of you guys can really do no scanning? How many of you know how to do scanning? Come. Remove the marks after that you wear. Hey, one of you should come. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, you come. Stand here. Come here. You to remove your marks. So, I am introducing. This is my sister I'm introducing. When I finish, you might have introduced Khan. Uh, Jane, this is the lady I'm talking about. This is the way they do it. Uh-huh. You see the way I did it. They have scanned you. As I said, he doesn't know how to do it. Because he ain't be that. He ain't Once you see that, it's the initiation of the battle. These are the things some of you saw and you ignore. Oh, he's just, he's in a, and you see the American English you have gone to learn. He's just in a, he has a bad day. Uh, oh, it will be bad centuries for you. Now, the one I saw, 
the most dangerous one is the maddest one. It's in level. But if you come to the realm of the father's one, the father's one is not scanning. I know it's called uh, from the crown of your to the soles of your feet. Do you know the way he does it? Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, see now, guys. You are not praying. You are not spiritual. Some of you who are going to marry, you didn't know that you have entered battle. No. If, assuming I told mommy I will marry her, and somebody show a sign of he doesn't like me, I'll back off. Straight. No, 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 no. Pastor Robert told me something. I proposed to a girl. Eh? I was going to marry a girl from Volta Region. Didn't you hear Papa said it in my 50th birthday? Yes. I proposed to her. I want to marry her. Agree. They scanned me. And the trouble is not because I'm a bad girl. The mother said they have not married from a tribe outside. But my, my, that I'm zealous boy, I'm going to pray to break through. Yeah. I was going to pray that they would get. Papa come, he said, Nana, let me tell you this. This battle, you fight it for the rest of your life. Mm. So back off. He, he backed me off. Hey, that is why I tell you that. You, you must have somebody who will look at your eyes. Now listen, how I am in love doesn't matter. I, I even, I was, when he said, I was surprised he remembered. Because the day I took her to greet him, she look at the girl some way. And Pastor Robert, he says, a prophet of his own. He's, he, 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 this one is supernatural scanning. Then, then the battle started. He said, no. He called me and said, Anna, listen, I know you are a prayer warrior, you are a prayerful man, but it is going to distract you. Prayers you must use for something, you have to engage it in this one. Stay out. I promise you, you get it. the day I brought Lady Ivy. He said, "Yeah, yeah." No, he said, "No, I, I took mommy to the place." No, he said all of them. Also, did it? He said it. Yeah, he said it. I, well, what I'm telling you is about 24, 25 years ago. But the man remember. I was shocked that he mentioned it in my birthday party. That Papa was living at Denta. He said, "Yeah." Now you, the way you are stubborn, when you bring the girl is no good. I can't even tell you. Because I tell you, go back and join the, the people. Uh, can you imagine? What? I want to show, I want to show uh, Rebecca to uh, Dadia. He's trying to make his face some way. Is that the only church? Then your friend, you remember that? I told you. I told you. This guy, I told you. I told you. Me, that is why I say, once a while, then I go there. I just go there so that they feel like I've not left because I'm not a baby general puppet team. So I just go there so that they feel like I'm. <laughs> you know what you are dealing with. It is hardness of heart that is make to. I don't know where my life will be. Yeah, let me tell you something. If not for nothing from this woman, she gives me peace. Amen. If 
I can't say anything he does for me. Forget about that. If there is something, sir, I, I, I have never come to preach confused. And I know pastors who are going through things as a result of their wives. I was in invasion. One pastor was going to commit suicide. Also, do you remember the pastor that gave some prophecy? Had an appointed, very strong prophetic word that there's some witches in your house. They've gone to kill. That pastor was going to kill himself. The prophecy lifted the guy. And everything is about his wife. The whole story. This woman, he has never given me one sleepless night. And me, the reason why you have to understand is that the way I am, it is easy to get offended because I can offend you. No, my anointing mixed with my temperament in some way. But never. The highest he can do when he's heated is to be quiet. She will never talk. Never. She will never reply. She will never lift his voice. No. Never. He, he will do the best he can do. She has never lifted his voice. No, me, I can tell you what is it. Please, please, please. And the way I will act, you to, if you have, hey, what did I say that? You to please. <laughs> but not once. And some of you here, that is why, you see, as a result of our marriage, I come up with some kind of quote and verdict that if, no matter how stubborn, I say if you're a woman and you are submissive, you can still marry the devil and live at peace. Because if I have a woman that reacts and is stubborn, she's dead long time. Yes. I would have to have the kind of wife like that. Can't take off anything. I'm not saying I'm a bad guy. I'm a, I'm a very nice man. If you come close to me, you realize I'm a nice man. I'm very calm. But because of the things I deal with, because I deal with a lot of things, when I say I deal, sometimes the things I have cast out from you that come back to me. Eh? One day I told God, I went to a meeting, I finished. And it was like, hey, what's going on? What kind of this gang up is this? And the Lord said, reaction from the people you pray for their deliverance. So when you see us casting out demons and coming here and do you know the reaction from this altar state? Their messages should preach. The devil, no, 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 no. Because only God can tell people whose eyes are open. And once you preach it, it is possible that everybody who heard you preach is going to be out of their grip. So the devil is angry. Now can I tell you that some of you were your greatest problem is that you don't know the devil hates you. That is why when you sin, you don't even think about it. If you come to the place where revelation how the devil hates you, you'll be careful any stupid decision you make. No. No. You can't just jump on another woman and sleep with her eh, just because you want to have fun or you are failing. No. It's more than that. It's more than that. No. The kind of things you are dealing with, you can't, you can't infringe in that territory. It's dangerous. Hallelujah. 
I say my husband is committing a one stupid girl. Woman told me, Daddy, me, you have to pray for me. It's not that me, men doesn't love the way he's committing adultery. Me too, I will start. You are that you you that is out here. You have not said it, but it's in your mind. No, that is a temptation. Anytime the devil comes to cause your partner to commit adultery, he's pushing you into it. I told the woman, I said, unfortunately for your husband is a, a giver, you are a receiver. So you are like a polytank. In a house where the pipe bone water, Ghana water and sewage is close. So you call a car to bring you water. It depends on the heart of the driver. Availability of the water. And where he brought it. One day we bought water. When we finished bathing, everybody's skin started having rashes. And all of us were scratching. When we asked him, he said, uh, when he went there, the water was so he mixed borehole plus more river. And he brought it to us. So you see, if you're a woman here, this, don't forget this. You are a receiver. And some of you, it's not even pipe bone water. It's zoom lion water. <laughs> that is what you receive. I just, it's a very deep statement of what I said. Huh? Every woman is a receiver. And if you are a receiver, be careful what you receive in your tank. Stand to your feet. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.